0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hal from the Nation of Conversation. If you want to support Tights and Fights, be loud and proud in your support. I'm going to tell you how to do that. It's super simple. You go to Apple Podcasts and not only do you leave a 5-star rating, like we're Meltzer, we're doing this show in the Tokyo Dome, but you leave us a glowing review. You can be just like No Ice Tea who says, "This is the first podcast that they say speaks to them perfectly." even when they disagree. And that is what we're all about. Friendly disagreement, passion discussion about wrestling. And you can show your passion for tights and fights by leaving us one of those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps new people find the show. And every single review we get, especially the glowing ones, move us one step closer to the merch you've all been asking for.
1: Wow, wow, wow,
0: wow. That's right. That is the Danielle Rap Airhorn, which means we're getting closer to that merch. And also, she's getting closer with those pretzels to (laughs) Mm -hmm. the microphone. I'm just doing some
1: handsomar. She's putting
0: Mike to sleep. And it feels so good, but not as good as it'll feel when you give us your five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please enjoy the episode. Tyson Five.
2: Tyson Five Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
0: Tights and Fights, we're the wrestling podcast. (laughs) Oh, wow. We're Tights Tights and fights. Fights, by Cal and Danielle Talking Wrestling. We talk wrestling on Tights and Fights, and you all enjoy our podcast. We're Tights and Fights. <laughs> We're the wrestling podcast. E A G L E S Eagles. Oh,
3: wow. Well,
0: I'm. Football must have happened somewhere. It's
1: fine.
0: Oh, oh, folks, welcome to Tights and Fights.
1: If I get to ASMR, I guess he gets Just to...
0: remember this moment where I'm happy so that on February 5th, that week, when I come in uh, after what could be a crushing <laughs> defeat. At the hands of the New England Patriots? Yeah. Just let's just live in this moment.
1: I'm a Seattle fan. I don't like none of y'all.
0: You like birds? Birds and birds. No. That's fine. Nobody likes your garbage team anyway.
1: Oh. Welcome oh. to Tights and Fights. Oh my heart.
0: <laughs> the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal Lublin, the advocate for the beasts of the NFC East, the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the National Football Conference, the Philadelphia
1: Eagles. Sure.
0: And I'm joined today by <laughs> my fellow members of the nation of conversation, the Sultan of Smirk, Daniel Radford. Oh, hello. And Bobby Roode's sadistic son in law, Mike Eagle. Yep. I do. This is amazing. I didn't realize you had a fake white dad. I have three by marriage.
3: Yes, there mm-hmm. was a sitcom <laughs> about me in the 80s. Oh, no, and my and, three fake white and dads and the 50s. And I think <laughs> the 60s. <laughs> Which my... one
1: had the race car bet? Because I still want a race car bet. That, that
3: was Silver Spoons. But, okay, but then there was another one with a girl. No, it was my
1: two dads. My two dads, dads. right. My two dads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she had a race car bed, and I was like, girls can have race car beds.
0: Yeah, it was great. Hey, a bed is a bed. I've slept on worse. Well, let's get out of this mattress life and get into some (laughs) wrestling. And we're going to start out on a very serious note before we get to the fun parts. Oh, That's why I was
1: trying to be fun on top.
0: Eric Arndt, a.k.a. Enzo Amore, has been fired. Fart boy. From WWE. Did not get a future endeavors. He's just gone. And this comes after allegations that he raped someone were made public and that he did not make them known to the public. Obviously, the right thing to do is get rid of this fucker. The less time we spend talking about him, the better.
1: Tight.
0: He stinks. <laughs> However, let's, so let's talk about the situation around it that mm. it has created by mm. getting rid of him. This is the first time that WWE has fired someone while they were an active champion, and they did it during one of their biggest media weeks, that being Raw 25. Bye. That's pretty amazing that's never happened before.
1: Kind of, Yeah. right? They have
3: a
0: lot of belts. They've been around
3: a while. <laughs> and
1: a lot of shitty-ass people. Yeah.
0: Obviously, we're in the middle of a, of an era right now where these types of crimes are finally being called out. Victims are being heard. At least to some degree, do you think this is an isolated incident in that company, or do you think there's more coming to light soon?
1: I think there's literally no fucking way that over the period it might not—it might not necessarily be someone on the active roster. It might be someone else. Sure. I just think that if we look at the fact that there is a per, and and it's something that we talk about misogyny corner all the time and the things that Vince McMahon was able to literally do on camera. Right. If those are the things that they were able to do on camera then what the fuck were some of the people in power able to do not on camera? Yeah. And, of course, I'm obviously, like, not—I don't know anything. But just—I'm going to go ahead and say that in the million years of the WWF, there's no fucking way that someone hasn't, like, done something. Of course. And there's also no fucking way that it doesn't come out. And good. A lot,
3: it's of, it's A lot so, of it's out already. So it's A lot of it's out already. A
1: lot of it is, like, whispers it's and kin- secrets. It's kind it's, of you know,
3: amazing. That they haven't really gone up in flames Mm. since uh, the public climate around sexual misconduct, especially in the workplace, has has uh, turned like it has because there are a lot of active lawsuits. I I was reading one today. Ashley Massaro filed a lawsuit alleging that she had been sexually assaulted um, during one of the uh, Tribute to the Troops shows and like... And was examined by doctors and everything and told and, and the WWE told her to not go public with it because they were handling it internally and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And, and and that lawsuit was filed in like 2015.
1: And, you know, my general feeling is always like the more that this shit comes out, the better things get for women and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, been,
3: there's been a there's been a long history of man on man sexual assault. In and around as well. wrestling as, as well. well mm-hmm. A lot
0: of lawsuits based and
3: on so that as well.
1: <sighs>
0: well. Yeah, I I agree with you 100% just to yeah. file that for the record. I would not be surprised if there were more people on the current active roster. Nope. Certainly the coke-fueled 80s and 90s in the Attitude Era. It would be hard to believe that, that there wasn't something going on with someone at some time.
1: There or WC Dubs or TNA or like any sure. of these big places. There's, sure, sure. There's no, the stats are just not with them.
0: sure. So now we're in a situation where 205 Live, that, that landscape is inexorably changed. Not inexorably. Inevitably changed. Un- ultimately super changed. Fuck it. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. <laughs> uh, you know, this, this kind of rocks that entire landscape. Daniel Bryan addresses it briefly at the beginning of 205 Live. So it is my pleasure to announce that next week a 205 Live general manager will be named And his or her first course of action will be to address the cruiserweight championship situation. And now that I
3: think of it, I'm not sure whoever they have writing television right now really knows what to do without having some authority figure to advance storyline. So that could be a big reason why nothing has really been able to take hold. There's
1: nothing for people to, like, rail against. So if that's what they know how to do, then fuck it. Give them the thing they know how to do.
0: All right. So let's move on to some of the good parts of the week. Thank God. Specifically... We could argue that this is good. Raw 25, a full quarter century of the longest-running weekly episodic program about wrestling that's only three letters and airs on the USA Network and is by WWE and is currently on the air ever. (laughs) This this is a shit show. Sorry. This was supposed to be, like, a huge deal. They talked about all the people coming back. First of all, if you're going to give me a list of, like, 20 names, the opening segment's fine. The return of Stone Cold, pop the crowd with the stunner. Vince comes out. That was, out. Yeah, that, was, that, was that was fine. Then you're like, all right, well, let's take half of the people who are coming in and put them in the APA segment. Overall, I just I can't overstate how disappointed I was in how this show came on, considering how much it was hyped, how big a deal was made of it. I it, I don't care if it happened at the Manhattan Center or the Barclays Center.
1: Yeah, the Manhattan Center. Or any it, like, center you let's, want. Let's, let's be real. Renna center. Jesus, that was weird that was a mistake. I understand having it there or having something there because of the history, but just legit, make the Manhattan Center thing a literal VIP meet and greet. And you can show like, hey, like some of our biggest fans are coming out and you can show like little girls shaking hands with Bailey or whoever and then just like drive them in between the two shows and have that be that thing. Um, And I think that that would have worked way more Um, But, you know, whatever. I'm not in charge of things. If
0: you had paid $1,500 to be at the Manhattan Center and you spent most of your time looking at a monitor, would you be disappointed?
1: I literally slept on towels when I moved to Los (laughs) Angeles. (laughs) Paying $1,500 for a ticket to anything is not, like, necessarily something that I can do.
3: All right. Mike? Wouldn't have done it at if all. You wouldn't had. have done it. I, if you had. Mm, I can't imagine that whole life, let can't alone that day. That you know, $1,500 life. did. Yeah, I don't have that kind of bread, man. Because and,
1: and, 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 there's no way if I would have bought that, that I would have done anything other than be like, I'm just here to get on camera more than other people. Like, there's no way that you, I don't know. I, and again, I don't know how it was advertised. I hope that it was truthful, where it was like you're going to see Undertaker come down and be like, I, I'm old and everyone else is, too. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, if if you want to hear how the people who were actually there felt, here's a clip. Oh shit, oh
1: shit, oh shit, oh sorry, oh sorry!
3: gotta tell you, though, I really love this show. As a television program. Yeah? All three. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't smiled that much watching Raw in quite some time. Um... I, I just I I really dug it, man. I, I like I like a ton of fan service like that because I feel like it's finally a reward for watching all these
0: years. Let's just talk about our favorite moment of the show. Mm. I'll give you mine. Jericho and a Eli- lot. First of all, this is a great night for Elias. Yeah. Great right? night for Elias. Mix it up with Cena, but his backstage segment with Jericho. Absolutely the highlight of the show for me. I like
3: little stuff like them having the ICO Pro sign up,
2: yeah, and the Manhattan.
3: Like that shit tickles me pink, man. Just like, why would they even do that? Like, <laughs> they, why do they even have that still? They have to reprint the banner. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I really I really like, I like most of the stuff with even you know the backstage and the poker and all. I like seeing MVP and brother love and I was there for it. The only thing I didn't like really, the really the only because. we're going to talk about nostalgia later and if it cost a certain tag team a lot of heat. But... um, Bothered me more than anything was them beating Matt Hardy, man. I just don't even get that. Like, that to me was baffling. I'm smiling most of the show. I was smiling during that match because I'm like, oh, man, this setting, this small room setting with these rabid fans mm-hmm. is the perfect place for Hardy to continue to get over all the little stuff within the Woken gimmick. And everybody's deleting along with him. I'm like, oh, this is rolling along just fine. And they are
1: even doing it right. Not that way that you do it where it's a SIG high, yeah. Horizontal.
3: <laughs> and Not <laughs> vertical. And and I just like when he got pinned, my mouth literally dropped. I just could not I couldn't wrap my head around the logic of that at all. Like you have a new act that you're trying to get over, and you got old Bray Wyatt who's been beaten by everybody under the damn sun. Yeah. While the casual people who maybe didn't watch TNA are finally starting to get a hold of this gimmick. I just can't understand why they beat him. I just really can't. Yeah. I I agree.
1: Right. And I do it's hard. It is very hard that this Raw 25 show was their go home for Royal Rumble. That's fucking rough. That's rough. I initially was watching it on the Hulu replay, and I was like, I have to go back and like find it. Like and, find, the and find the whole show. And find the whole show because they literally the Hulu replay cut out the entire women's tag match.
3: Wow. Gone. I watched it legally and then I went back and watched a lot of it again legally. But, you know, there comes a time when you got to steal what you pay for. Yes. <laughs>
0: and speaking of stealing, The Miz stole the Intercontinental title back from Roman Reigns oh, and ran into the exposed turnbuckle. That was dope. So now The Miz is an eight time IC champion. Mm. He's not, he's nowhere, I don't think he's anywhere near Jericho. I think Jericho's I think like, what? think has
2: got times? eight. Nine, he only needs one more. Oh, Jericho's nine, at
0: nine. Okay.
1: Whoa, we're we're at Title Watch in mean, 2018. You know, he didn't get to go do the really fancy title picture that all of them did at, what was it, the New York Stock Exchange or whatever it was? What, where was the where Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah the, stock, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, they, where the they bell. were the all... But I'm very happy to see Miz with the belt again. I think it's the perfect belt for him. He makes it meaningful, although full props to Roman Reigns for yes. what he did for that championship. He made it relevant and exciting and he kept put it it on relevant, the line. He kept
1: it relevant because I would say that Miz, yeah.
0: <coughs> he did for it what cena did for the u.s title Agreed. by keeping it in uh, you know made it a desirable championship Agreed. which the Miz did do but it seems like anybody who has it that's not named mike mizannan seems it like they the t- it dropped the, title. the ball thanks he yeah. didn't do that
3: speaking of Miz, quick question for you guys yes man mm-hmm. i cannot tell you how much it sticks out to me that curtis axel's lack of like edge mm-hmm Really, kind of. I feel like if if he were able to change his presentation somehow to make himself look more dangerous, Mm. then suddenly, like, yeah, like a faction here, even with just these three people, does that does that does that that
1: not Axel look dangerous? Because he looks like. He looks like the dude with the bowl cut who would have been sitting in the back of the class, yeah. sketching his favorite wrestlers.
3: You're so right. And
1: I'm not saying that's a bad it's dude not, to but be. It's not at but all. It's not an intimidating dude. He looks like he's 15. Like I don't. And and I would I would argue
3: this as well. I think there was a time when The Miz was a mostly comedy character. I would say in the last two years. When he grabs that microphone and he cuts that promo in the middle of the ring, he looks intensely at the camera and he's channeling that energy that he used to do on Talking Smack when it first started. I think that he's presenting a more serious aspect to his character. And I feel like that's reflected in Bo Dallas, but it's not reflected.
1: Which was a great moment that he had when, which was a great moment of WWE remembering its history and not just jacking off to its history, is that moment he had with Daniel Bryan where they stared each other down mm-hmm. and the moment where everyone's been sharing it because it's satisfying that moment where he <laughs> cut down Enzo like just these moments where the mic work that he's doing isn't he's not comedy miss he's fucking shoot miss quote unquote shoot miss worked shoot miss
0: I'll tell you what. Let's stick a pin in Miz for now because we're going to come back to him way later in the show. I'll stick I'll, a pin in you. I promise I'll bring him back. <laughs> Please don't. I don't want that. Please. Be, be nice.
1: okay. Fine.
0: My goodness.
1: Uh,
0: this show also featured the return of many women from the diva era of WWE, but all they did was come out like they were the Hall of Fame class and wave. Yeah, that was weird. And meanwhile, you've got MVP who's not dressed and does not look like MVP. He didn't even have the strip on his fucking nose. You have him in like three segments of playing poker with Heath Slater and no Lita.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, man. Like Beth Phoenix has been doing stuff where. I- <laughs> uh, but no. And, and 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 that's fine. I'm so I am been um, reserving judgment for the women's Rumble to see who they bring out. You already know if they bring out Bull, I'm going to lose my entire body. I'm just going to go Celestial, and I'm going to do this podcast from the clouds.
0: All right. One last thing to discuss before we leave Raw is The Undertaker returning to talk at us. Here's a clip of that.
2: They all tried. They all failed. Mm, Two of them didn't.
3: (laughs) Oh, Brock and, and Roman. Yeah.
2: And now...
0: I thought he was talking about Raw
2: on specifically. N- not that it would have mattered. Yeah.
0: Oh, he lost to a ton of people. On yeah, call. that's true.
2: I declare nothing for all of those who have fallen. It is truly time.
1: The you, you rest more 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 in.
0: Peace. Can we cut it out with the one more match shit. Let Mark retire with grace. Please He's let Mark. Done.
1: Let He's Mark. He's done. He
0: gave you enough. And
1: his weave retire.
0: <clears throat> he gave you so much. It's enough. Let him go. Hang out with Michelle and his kids and just live happily. He might come back and do if he if he feels up to it. Let him. Um, but I would like
3: them to definitively decide one way or another. Also, did like that he wore. A Lou Gallo's brand sleeveless duster. Those are, <laughs> those are the best. The duster for he the did. discerning job. I
1: want to know, was it a full wig? Was it clip-ins? Was it attached to the hood?
0: I need to know. <laughs> to the hood. I need Have to know. Hair. I, I need, need to know. I just need to know. All right, let's go over to SmackDown. The Usos. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and the rivalry of Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable continued with a very good singles match. Gable yes. showing a little edge. Yes. Uh, obviously, they are playing. They seem to be playing the heels
1: in oh, yeah.
0: this. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to their match. And I kind of don't care who wins because I like them both a lot, and I don't think it's the end of their rivalry. I think it continues through to WrestleMania.
3: What does that say about the value
0: of the SmackDown tag titles, though, if
3: you don't care who wins?
0: because you know? I, The reason I don't care is Gable and Benjamin, to me, seem like credible challengers. So if they won... I wouldn't go well. The the less talented team won. I don't get why they're giving them the titles. Hmm. That that's why. Like I'm happy. Whoever wins, I'm happy. I, I guess. I mean. Yeah. I guess
3: it's for me. I also don't care who wins. But I guess it's just because to me the value of the titles have been watered down because it's been passed. They've been passed around so much.
0: You don't think the New Day and Usos that that feud helped elevate?
3: I doubt, I I think it took all the value away because they passed it back and forth too many times. Interesting.
1: I think that, and that's the thing is like, those two teams don't need the belt to be, you know, the top teams or whatever. So the New Day are over and will be over. I mean, really at this point, one of them has to fuck up bad. right? Like they are over and kind of same for the Usos. Like really at this point they have to fuck up bad, but like, They were super over, so not kind of sharing the love and the bounty. And that, you know, that has nothing to do with them. That's not their bad. Other people need to get shots at them belts to make them belts mean something. It's the same thing that happened with the Raw Women's Belt when it was hot potatoing between Charlotte and Sasha. And you can say whatever you want to about Alexa as a champion, but it's better than that was. 100%.
0: Uh, Well, speaking of women's wrestling, the match between Liv Morgan and Naomi, uh, what did you guys think of the kick spot? It was a brief match.
1: I liked it. I liked it.
0: Oh,
3: the People ki- oh, were in it
1: for people were in it for Naomi.
0: The the
3: the specific the spot yeah. where she kept kicking and missing and eh, I thought it was I hadn't seen it, so I thought yeah. it was cool.
1: I thought it was fun. It was something different. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm fun. I, I'm excited. I I love I love how many women they have now. Certainly right? enough for a tag division as we go talking mean, about. I <laughs> mean. Uh, it's time. But makes <clears throat> I think that I still maintain I'm calling it now. The Rumble is Sunday. I think the Women's Rumble will be the absolute highlight of the pay-per-view, and I'm looking forward to it the most. I
1: absolutely do. And I'm almost wondering if they're doing the Women's Rumble and they're going to show like some people kind of teaming together and doing other things and then doing a, like, you know, at because they love to announce these big women-ass shits at WrestleMania, be like, oh, and by the way, y'all wanted some belts that look like coins for women. <laughs> Here's some coin-ass belts for ladies. Smash Maybe penny so. belts.
0: Smash penny yeah.
1: Yeah, it cost a
0: dollar to get those belts. <laughs> and but you lose a cent also. Oh, you just flat so you flatten sad. some
3: red vines, smash some pennies. Oof. Oh the uh they have blue red
0: vines? Sure I'm sure they, they do. do. Yeah. They Blueberry do. or raspberry blast. I'm sure they have those. No, yeah. I like I like how you say that. I would buy them from you.
1: Wee! Raspberry blast. Mm, sounds delicious. Put that on your reel Blue vines. And then
0: put it in my face. Blue vines,
1: do you eat red vines, why not?
0: You've already given up. <gasps> Boo! All right. <laughs> There's a rumor going around right now. Apparently, odds makers are putting the chances of Daniel Bryan uh, winning the Rumble no. at 10 to 1. Okay. 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 Has he been secretly cleared? Oh, He's going to wrestle right, again, whether it's people. for WWE or somewhere else. You, you're not going to stop it, however you feel about it. I will wrestle some and and I and I I I, you know, I know that to
3: be true (coughs) Mm -hmm. and I love it because if he if he has doctors that have cleared him for a while now. Right. He feels up to it. And the responsibility is on him for him and his family to make whatever decision he wants to make. And wherever he goes to wrestle, I support it. What I do not not what what I do not want is for myself or any of my wrestling friends to get their hopes way up high. About Daniel Bryan being in this Royal Rumble, wrestling in this WrestleMania, I don't want—I don't want that for me, and I don't want that for you all. Wait,
2: people getting disappointed because Daniel Bryan's not in the Rumble? Mike, that'll (laughs) never (laughs) happen. Yeah, Julian, you're the worst. All
0: right, Uh, we also have a very special anniversary to celebrate. Hmm. Pops himself, Kofi Kingston, has officially been in WWE Uh, for ten years, baby, baby. What do you guys think about Kofi and the where he's come from where he started? I think this is his year
1: to at least get to, like, third in the Rumble. I don't see him winning it.
0: Did they do a spot last year where he was thrown out and stayed off the ground? They did it with Big E, but that was two years ago, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that they've kept the Mm. Kofi spot for at least a little bit. But, like, I think that this is the year I don't – he's not going to win – he what? should, What's but your... he's not going to. But I think that this is the year that you let him finish in, like, the top five. What's They've your... earned it.
0: What's your favorite Kofi spot from the Rumble?
1: Oh, I like the chair spot.
0: Handstand for me.
1: Handstand was pretty Oh, yeah, amazing. I'm going to go
0: handstand, too.
1: Handstand was pretty nice. I do love
0: that chair spot, though. It's pretty great. He takes JBL's yeah. chair.
1: And he just, like, pogo- Yeah. And he
0: great. pogos it over. And doesn't fall over. I was very scared. You're told every not time to do he does it for a child. every
1: fucking time he does it I'm like this is when Kofi Honda yeah but that's the great thing about that spot I guess is that like he can do it for as long as he wants to and if at any time he falls it looks like it was meant to be the time he falls
0: yeah 100
3: percent yeah he's such a fun performer I think he needs to change his offense. Still, I will always think that as long as the offense does not change, I will think that it needs to change. Right, it's, he's got the same move set. Yeah, or heel. and I think a lot of his his moves just do not look like they make anybody hurt. Does Trouble in Paradise? I like Trouble in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But there's a lot of there's a lot of jumping and chopping in his move set. It doesn't look like it hurts.
1: Yeah, but he's a you know I uh, um, I also like Finn.
0: <laughs> and that shit ass finisher.
3: he
2: Ooh, does.
0: It's so poopy. Oh, here, let me step on you, but very lightly. I'm going to take all the impact and yeah. it's very obvious by looking at it. He's better that's than That's amazing.
1: Look, I couldn't I couldn't run off a thing and then jump and then like aim for someone's chest and somehow not hit their chest. I could do that.
0: Shit. Yes, that's the perfect finisher. I didn't hit your chest. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you hear yourself, Danielle?
0: You're better than this. No, d- I'm not. You deserve finishers sure. that look you sleep like on they hurt. Towels. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the main event of the show. At AJ Styles facing off against Kevin Owens, and then Sammy's mm. eight consecutive matches. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles out of the uh, out of the gate, showing an aggression he hasn't shown in almost a year I since he it. faced Shane. I like that.
3: Yeah, that I, was great. I, I dug the kicking of the leg a lot. <laughs> I loved the stopping the Sami match to go kick him in the leg more. That was that was good. That's what I took away from it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: well, and Sami wins with a blue thunderbomb. bomb. Yeah, I don't I didn't I don't understand After that yet. Haluva. So now the Haluva kick is the setup for the Blue Thunder bomb.
1: I don't mind it.
0: But is this the signature win that he's needed as a heel? That's a good question. I think it has a lot to do with
3: what happened Sunday. Because okay. this that win can be erased easily because I he feel needs,
1: like, yeah. He needs to have a good performance Sunday.
3: I feel like in the last three weeks to a month, we've just seen so many combinations of AJ and and Sammy and Kevin wrestling that it's hard to isolate strong moments out of it. I think just a lot depends on what they do with the story Sunday.
0: Okay. If you've got any thoughts on the weekend wrestling, keep the conversation going at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the nostalgia that was part of Raw 25. That's when we come back on tights and fights.
2: Hey everyone, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos. Here to
0: tell you about Story Break, a writer's room podcast where every week we, the Hollywood geniuses behind video game high school, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome
2: movie.
3: Thrill as we weave the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story.
2: We're going to double down on everything that made the prequels great. Jar Jar, (laughs) trade (laughs) Federation, politics.
0: (laughs) Gasp as we assemble a pantheon of heroes for the Kellogg Cinematic Universe. We could get rid of Snap, Crackle, Pop. I wouldn't even miss them. You're crazy. They die in the second half. Actor. Oh,
2: come on. And
0: join us as we make fun of Matt as he struggles to name a single Beyonce song. Well, yeah, put a finger on it. Sure, she wants to be Beyonce.
2: Put a um, finger on it. Beyonce <laughs> is the famous song.
0: Will we break the story? Or will the story break us? Find out by joining us in the writer's room every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. Time to
0: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined in the booth by... Daniel
1: Radford. And... Mike
0: Eagle. Every week, we like to give something from the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Whoa. Oh. When Ross celebrates a major milestone or anniversary, we get a show with tons of old legends showing up. Sometimes it's just a quick appearance, and sometimes it's physical confrontation. Hmm. So we got both this past Monday. But there was probably nothing more significant than when the revival showed up to interrupt our meeting of the Balor Club and the click. Let's hear that.
2: Oh! Oh my god! Oh my god. Go long, kids. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. Look at this! Oh baby! Man, oh man. X-Pac trying to show he's still got it there. Now here comes Road Dog. Road dog. And Benny! town are you and kidding now, me check out this. the pedigree check out your dna because you're going to face first Ooh. Ooh.
0: boy there's something very symbolic about triple h being the last one to drive the revival that, into the that campus. was the one
3: that i was like i was like looking for signs of subtle regret in triple h's face mm. the whole time but he was like i was like oh is there is there gonna be a a thug tear here he for him having right. a uh.
0: how badly does this hurt the revival in my opinion, a lot.
3: I mean, when are we going to see a raw hyped up this much with like they did like a 4.5 rating or something. They're not going to hit that number again anytime soon. Right. And even if they think they have some magical plan to reheat the revival next week, which I don't think they have cuz I don't think they care. Anybody who saw this is going to see these guys as losers. They lost the match. Right and got beat up.
1: They just got back. They just got back and they got fucking Heath Slatered.
0: Is there a team on the active roster right now who is over like the New Day if they had taken that beating? They'd so, have been let's fine. assume they were heels. They, they would have, have been, been fine. fine, right? They would have been fine. But there's a problem. Revival comes in, they beat the New Day twice. Then Dash gets hurt. Then they come back and Dawson gets hurt.
1: Yeah, if you have someone like New Day take it, it's like, fine. I don't even think Usos could have taken that. And no. I wouldn't have wanted them to. No, New Day, not. I don't mind because they're so incredibly mega over I mean, like, that I know it doesn't hurt them. Even Usos, I wouldn't have wanted them to do it. But I especially don't want it to be from a team that has had so many starts and stops and dealt with so many injuries and has just come back.
3: Like uh, like Julian was saying on Twitter, I think it's the Kurt Hawkins spot. Yeah, or of course. Yeah, it is the Kurt Hawkins spot. Or it's spot. the Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel spot. Yeah. Like you know, it the, the only thing that you have established about the revival at this point is, you know, a week ago when you had them finally get on the microphone and say how like they're old school, and then they get beat up by the, by old, school, the old school. Like I, like what what is what do you do with them?
1: What are you doing? No flips, just fists, but not ours.
3: <laughs> right, just just old guys' fists and toothpicks and finishers. But,
0: and what, well, Balor Club gets put over there?
3: I did. I, you know, talk about a big smile for me. All of them too sweet. That was it, nice. At, that, I that, did pop for that. Love the, the, the multi generational too sweet. But there's I'm a there way, for that.
1: Yeah, there's a way to do it without sacrificing one of the most talented tag teams you have. Especially like when your tag team division is so lacking, you know. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. The club, as they're called, is now over because they're with Finn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they've been buried for almost a year now, mm-hmm. straight. Like they, and now they're they're getting the rub, okay. They're super talented. There's nothing on them. No. Why does it come at the expense of these guys? Yeah, there's, right.
1: there's no. Those should be the guys that they're fighting convincingly. There's yeah.
0: No reason that they should.
3: I mean, that they should have. In addition to being humiliated by the legends, that they also should have lost that match. They could have won that match by DQ. Like, they, I mean, you know, there's or lost the match, but there's, a, there's a lot of ways they could have done it without them being beaten clean.
1: And also, I've been saying for a minute, like especially now that they are doing something with the club, I think you gotta move the revival over to SmackDown. I think you gotta.
3: Yeah, I, you know what? You know what? Really,
1: revival versus Usos—that's something I want to see. Well, you yeah. know what?
3: This what this occurrence communicates to me, and again, this is all speculation, like it always is. But it's to me, it's a reflection of like Vince McMahon looking at these two guys and not seeing anything. Yeah. Like that's. He does, like, this happens to people he doesn't see the potential in as putting them on a pedestal. Oh, and.
0: Something. Yeah, Can you think of times where they did new guys versus legends and it worked? Or current guys? I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there, which is the entire legend killer thing that Randy Orton did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he just decimated older wrestlers. Because it's, it's a heel maneuver. Right. right. It doesn't bury those guys. They're older guys. You don't expect them to be who they were. I
1: just, I—that's the thing—is like we're expected to believe that these old dudes are such fucking superheroes that even though we know that they, if they were able to do this night in and night out, they would be. But we're able to believe they can still like with Stone Cold. I get it because Vince McMahon is like you know 103, so he still has the age advantage over Vince McMahon. But like. If you're telling me that we can't have intergender wrestling because women are this and men are that, then stop telling me that 25-year-olds or 30-year-olds can get convincingly beat by 50-year-olds who did cocaine and fucking every other drug that came around for 30 fucking years straight. Stop. And
3: to that point, that's completely against, like... The traditions of the history of the business, older guys put younger guys over. When yes. you have older guys on the show, it's with the express purpose of putting younger guys over, not burying them, because that's the opposite of making new stars, that which is the what business. you need to help the business along. Holy did it. Jericho does it. Yeah, you have to. Like, there's no oh, wait, business if if the old guys don't lay down for the young guys. There's no there's no future. Do there's nothing.
1: We, and this is me being an armchair psychologist. That is a symbol of Vince McMahon being like, "Well, I'm not done yet." And if those guys are done, then I definitely have to be done. And since I'm not done, then those guys can't be done. No,
0: I don't. I don't think it's that. I think. The, I think. Listen, I think if you're a wrestler, you probably are happy to come back, get the paycheck, and sure be like, "Hey, are. but I'm not going to do the job, right?" I've still got to be over, because that meant, I can't imagine that mentality, again, from, from an outside perspective. Then just
1: come and fucking wave.
0: <clears throat> but that's not enough, that's
1: well, not
3: doesn't get it doesn't you over. I would, I
0: would bet you this
3: though, because you know, I listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts, I hear old wrestlers talk all the time, the sense that I get is if you put it – if you let it up to them, they would put some younger guys over. Now, they're not coming in there beating down a door to creative like, no, change this. I want to put these younger guys right, over. They'll take
1: right. it if, you, if, you, if they get a check and they get to go over, obviously. But, but I
3: bet you all of these guys who are even in that ring, some old guy put them over at some point. They understand the value of it. I just think it's – it's, I think it's it's Vince. It's creative. Like They put more value on giving this moment of having these old guys okay. come do these spots than right. they do Which- – Having them, having them get the rub. I yeah. mean,
1: okay, but maybe don't do that at the expense of people who could be selling you T-shirts right now. Who could be, you know what I mean? But that's, a, but like that's so the right way, way to do it. How do you do it? I mean, I think that the way that you do it is you have those old guys come in, have them jab a jaw, and then have someone come out, another team that's also young dudes, younger dudes, and which they kind of did, but then at the end, if you're just beating the fuck out of them for, like, five minutes or whatever, then that doesn't work. If you have another younger team come out and be like, nah, it's cool, like, I, fuck you, we love these older dudes and we're gonna fight you... If you don't go over against another young team then that's just a re- and you can have a really good match that way. But if you still do that thing that I just said and then at the end all the old dudes beat the shit out of you, then what the fuck?
3: I mean, if you had a had the revival, beat the shit out of one legend, just one then that's an issue for the following month. Like you can keep coming back to that. Like then they have heat, you know. But Especially like, with
1: like a road dog who has to be there anyway. Right. You know, like another you know, Billy Gunn is still I recently saw him. He um he beat the fuck out of my uh very good friend, uh ha Young Briley at Bar Wrestling. It was very, very fun and he still looks great. Like X Pac is still wrestling, I get it. Maybe those guys don't necessarily want to, whatever. They're plenty of fucking dudes there who aren't fucking... Shawn Michaels ain't wrestling no time for.
3: Like, this is a hypothetical that's a little bit different from what happened. Because I'm thinking, like, if they beat up one guy just because... I know if they beat up a guy in the click then suddenly they have to beat up five guys in the click, and then it's getting a little bit ridiculous. But if it's one older guy, like, you know, if it was an MVP, for instance, like one guy who typically stands alone Mm. and they just wanted to make an example out of somebody, and they, you know, they just beat him... You know, I don't... I know they can't bleed on TV now, but... But as close as they can get to just really maiming somebody, legend killer style. Beat up Pritchard. Beat up Pritchard. Pritchard would come out and say, I
0: love you. Then they just beat the shit out of him. Pritchard
3: would love to sell for some younger (laughs) guys. And even
1: if at the end of it, someone comes out, they break it up, those guys go on the ground, and the legend gets one solid kick in, not a beat down, one Mm. solid kick in. The legend still gets to go away being like, hey, like I didn't, you know, it was at least 50 50, like I got my ass beat, but I got to get in one hit. But it still puts those guys over.
3: The legends don't need to get put over anymore, though. I mean, not, not all of them, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can, uh, I, I think I think that a service could have been done where one of these legends was made an example of in service of heating up a younger act, and I don't think that that takes away from the legend at all.
1: Mm-mm.
0: What are your thoughts on legends? Let us know at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, we got three things for you that we loved. From this week in wrestling. Up next on Tights and Fight.
2: Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hanawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like
1: hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony?
2: If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paula Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Baby Geniuses, we know everything. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Tights and Tights
0: and Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Mike Eagle. Every week we share with you three things from the world of wrestling that we love. This is the three count.
1: Danielle... You're jerking the curtain. Let's go. I'm a curtain jerker. Um, so, ooh. First, obviously, I went to Bar Wrestling this week, and it was a f- fucking great and amazing, and uh go to Bar Wrestling whenever it's in town. But secondly, I just want to put over all of the good work of the mix Match Challenge. Um, you had all of the stuff that New Day and Carmella did, which resulted, um, no spoilsies, but they did some really fun things in the ring. No spoilsies, just because, like, you guys still have time to go watch it and see it. And, and Big E actually, like, posted something about her on his Twitter, where he or on his uh uh, Instagram where he was like, you know what? Carmela's amazing, and I, it sucks that it took me this long to recognize it, but she's so creative and funny, and yada, yada, yada. Also, there was a great moment with Braun Strowman where he's, like, calling Alexa Bliss, little one. But my favorite moment was another one that happened on Twitter, and it was on Becky Lynch's Twitter. Um, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. It was um, really funny. Becky, I got something for you. Oh, what is
2: it? I don't know. It's from 7
1: Aww, uh, I'm nice. not sure what's in it,
0: but it's all yours. Okay. Jordan. And you're welcome.
1: Thank you. Oh, Ginger. <laughs> Most important thing he's done this Aww. week. <laughs> yeah, so she starts skanking. She's wearing the hat. Oh, why would you do that? Oh, what are you going to do then? What What's wrong with you? you?
2: Who was is, who is that? In the world?
1: Just a random dude. She <laughs> slaps the stuff out of his hand.
2: Oh, so the hat is what makes him an asshole.
1: See? So she, like, knocks the stuck out of a dude's hand and starts skanking in his face, like, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, what's wrong with you? And she goes, oh, no. Oh, I don't. And she, like, rips the hat off like a horror movie and throws it on the ground. and is like, ah, <laughs> like, afraid of it. It was just, it was really cute, because right now they're doing this thing of, like, Sammy being, like, trying to turn her... Like, not heel, because he doesn't think he's a heel. He's the classic kind of, like, really good style where it's like, no, I'm not evil. It's just everything is fucked up and I have to show you why. And he's trying to, like, show her why his way works. And she's like, but I want back to the old Sammy. Of course, they never mentioned that the old Becky was a heel, but whatever. It's fine. So, yeah, there's that moment. and She turns, like, into a heel and she knocks the stuff out of some dude's hand. And then she takes the hat off and she's all afraid. And, like, it's just really cute.
0: Frosty the snowman. <laughs> Mike, what do you want to put over? Uh, There's an indie
3: wrestling fellow named Mike Pero who I actually just heard about today because he was in the last MLW uh, Major League Wrestling event. And um, apparently he went on a British talk show, I believe, last week and came out to the world as a gay man. And his story is very interesting. Um, He is somebody who had gone as far as to have, like, you know, sexual conversion therapy at one point to try to fight uh, what was going on inside of him and and now for him to be so comfortable um, as to share who he is with the world and um, I just think it's a great step forward for um, sexual orientation, the idea of of that in this industry, which we know there's a lot of closeted gay people in and um, I just wanted to put it over. My mom is very Catholic
0: and there was never any talk of anything about being gay it it just wasn't brought up and in my hometown we didn't really have anybody that was gay and everything that I saw on TV was nowhere close to who I was so uh, I did not want to be gay because everything that was represented was nowhere close to being me so I kind of withheld that and I buried it
1: so in a way you All right, you and, butch motherfucker, I get it.
0: <laughs> and and there's a there
3: you know, there's a lot there's a lot of uh he's done a few interviews about it and gone really in depth. So if you have a chance, go check that out. It's Mike Parro, I think it's P A R R O W. Is that it? Julian?
2: Yeah, and also you can if you're on an iPhone right now, you can just scroll over to the show notes and it'll be on there.
0: Sick.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations, dude.
0: Very nice. That's hard. Uh, I'm gonna put two things over. First, I wanna put over my Philadelphia Eagles. I was there on Sunday at the NFC Championship game. Greatest part of of the evening was uh towards the end, the Eagles had sealed it up and they played Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down and the entire stadium sang along and I got choked up because that Aww. is the story of this year's Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't and they also
1: have to like grease a bunch of poles outside so y'all wouldn't climb them?
0: Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> i putting that grease over. Grease in the world. <laughs> grease poles. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Go, I'm, grease pole. <laughs> I also want to put over something from the mixed match challenge, which is after uh, Asuka and The Miz uh, th- won their match. This is, if you want some, some chicken shit, comedy heel antics, here's some from The Miz hmm. uh, and Asuka post match. Let's hear that.
2: Asuka, congratulations! Asuka, how was it for you to be able to team up with the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz? So good. Hell yeah. Allow me to translate oh, for anyone that doesn't good. speak Japanese. That's good. What Asuka said was, we dominated our match tonight, and we will dominate the Mixed Match Challenge for Rescue Dogs Rock. Why? Because we are Oscar. Uh-huh.
0: That does it for this week on Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Daniel Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Uh, Anything you guys want to put over? Anything upcoming? I've got a gym show uh, that's coming up soon, live. Those details are coming soon. I'll be at Pensacon, end of February. Pensacon.com, Pensacola, Florida, tons of wrestling stuff. I'll be moderating both Lita and uh, Holland Nash in Q&As.
3: L.A. folks, I'll be doing the super tight show this uh, Saturday. I don't know where the hell it is. Um, and I'll be touring the East Coast with the band Why is Why with a question mark. And we'll, um, we'll be all over the East Coast from, shit, Ohio up to boston all the way down to florida starting february 1st and then the joe co crew so if you're in or near anywhere those things come check me out
1: nice nice nice, nice. um as always um usually i'm doing on fridays now we're doing like a thing on hyper rpg called roguelike which is really fun it's just a bunch of us um improvising several different um, fun things and it changes all the time and you guys get to tell us what to be and what our characters are and it's stupid and great um, on Saturday, January 27th at 8pm at the Lyric Hyperion Theater um, I am doing comedy for um, it's a Together for Abortion event Um, under the Shout Your Abortion Movement. Um, So you can find that. There's a bunch of killers on there. I don't have them all. um, But but trust me, it's all really funny. And also me. I'll just be telling um, my regular ass jokes and um, it'll be for a good cause. And you can come down and uh, hang out. And uh, yeah, because more than ever, just, you know, women rights, rights women.
0: Our producer is the half-breed hero, Julian Burrell- Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights and at tights fights and at tightsfights <coughs> tights on Twitter. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review so new people can find the show and we can get that merch that you've been asking about. Special thank you to all of the donors who became Max Fund members this past year during The Drive and have chosen to support this show. Keep the lights on. If you're interested in becoming a supporter, Max MaxFun Drive is around the corner, so be on the lookout. It's coming up sooner than you think, and you'll have an opportunity to become a paying member of the Nation of Conversation give and keep the lights on and give us some of that sweet, sweet money.
1: Also, I already know what I want for merch, but I won't share it, but I already know what I want. <laughs>
0: And maybe we'll find out next week when we come back to talk about more. You guessed it, wrestling.
2: Ties and Bites Podcast. Dice and Bites.
3: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.